Tony Raimondo is editor-in-chief of the Gadget Magazine, Sync, and Jack Thompson is an attorney and video game expert. Guys, good morning to both of you. Morning. Tony, let me start with you. Is this game, first of all, going to live up to its hype? Is this going to be the biggest selling game ever? Absolutely. It'll do, as you said, uh, bigger than any Hollywood production ever. I mean, this game is massive, and people have been waiting for it for years. So. And wh what is the appeal, in your opinion, as someone who sees a lot of these, why do you think the, this series of games has struck a chord? I think the big deal with it is, as, you know, as we know, this is not for kids. You know, this is a mature audience. I mean, this is for adults, 30-year-old men. You know, the average gamer is 29 years old. So the guy who works 12 hours a day on Wall Street and is stressed out and gets home, you know, this is his vice. You know, this is his way to relieve a little stress. You see it as an outlet? Absolutely. I mean, it's entertainment. You know, but, it's but like what, a, if it's an outlet, why do we need beating up people, shooting people, getting points for killing cops, hanging out with hookers and pimps as an outlet? Absolutely. I'm not going to defend every aspect of it, but just like a Hollywood blockbuster. I mean, that's an, you know, it's a people go for the entertainment value. What this basically is putting you in a in a big time Hollywood production and where you're the star. And you know, on the on the, on the gamer side or on the on the guys the rock star at the company that makes it in their defense, the whole game is not just about like you can't just beat up cops and you know beat up women. When you turn on the people that are in theory to protect you, the whole game turns in on you. So you say you're saying there's violence but there's consequences for that violence. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when it, when it boils down to it, it really it depends, you know, it all boils down to parents. I mean, this is a parent issue. This is an adult issue. It's not about the kids. All right, Jack, it's a parent issue, it's an adult issue, but the FTC has a study that says first of all, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids, even if it says M on the box, are going into stores buying it and what they also say is that about 80% of the time they're accompanied by their parents when they're buying the game. How does that strike you? My son was able to go into Best Buy here in South Miami uh, last night and buy it at the age of 12. He was able to buy Vice City, the other incarnation, at the age of 10, no questions asked, at Best Buy. The problem and what Tony doesn't apparently know is that Harvard and Indiana uh, universities have determined that these games are actually processed in an adolescent and in a teen in the part of the brain in which copycatting is likely to occur whereas adults process them in the forebrain where differentiation between reality and fantasy occur. In Oakland, California, Matt, uh, Daryl Stallworth, the prosecutor, has asked me to help him prove to a jury in a murder trial that older men were using Grand Theft Auto 3 as a murder and carjacking simulator to train teens right, let, let on, how to, on how to do carjackings. And one of the kids said, we played the game by day and we lived the game by night. Tony, it's a murder let, simulator. Jack, let me let Tony respond. Yeah, that's absurd. You know, it, um, there's no medical back. There's no findings. No of course research, there is. No, no studies whatsoever that say games are bad for children or it changes your mind whatsoever. That's, that's the first thing. Second thing is, these are not simulators for gang violence. I mean, the reality is what came first, the gangs or the, or the gang? You know, the gangs came first, Matt, the games picked up. I mean, as, on, as he knows, he can go with all the legal battles he wants to. He's been involved in every legal battle ever with video games, every, you know, music, Howard Stern, everything. He's never won a single dollar. He's never actually won a single case. So but you yourself, said, you yourself said that this is not for children. But would you concede that children probably process this in a slightly different manner than adults do? I, I would think to a certain degree. I mean, this isn't the bloodiest game ever. This isn't the most violent game ever. This is the biggest game ever. You know, this, there's far bloodier games. But hey, Matt, as, one as, second, far, as far as Best Buy goes, as far as research, that's not the game. You could, that, I mean, that's not our decision to make. This is for the parents inside. You need to know where your child's at. You need to know if your child's going to Best Buy. You need to know what your children what your children play. If you don't know your children's top five video games, Matt, it's your, you know, Jack, you, go ahead. How about some equal time here? First of all, the heads of the, of six major healthcare organizations, including the American Medical Association, have all testified under oath before Congress that there is a direct causal link between these games and teen violence. 
Secondly, uh, law enforcement has found repeatedly, as in Grand Rapids, Michigan, that some young people played Grand Theft Auto 3, hopped in their truck, ran over a man they didn't even know, uh, went home and started playing the game. They decided that the game was uh, was simply, uh, that murder was an extension of the game. But we Jack, it seems like what you're saying then is, is clearly this is an issue for children. Then the laws have to get tougher, and you got to make yeah, sure well, that store tell, owners yeah, have well, to ask for ID of me, children, and parents don't go buy it with them. Matt, let me tell you about that. The United Kingdom has a law that says no one under 18 can can buy this game. I went out to Washington State. I was the chief witness before the Senate. The Democratic governor signed into law a bill prohibiting the sale of these games, including Grand Theft Auto Vice City, to anyone under 17. What did the video game industry do, supported by people like your other guest here? They came in and persuaded a liberal Clinton appointee judge that video games are constitutionally protected to be bought by children. Right, Which is absolute nonsense. Britain has freedom and Jack, they understand the difference. I'm going to give Tony the last word. It's the same old song and dance, you know, rock and roll and everything that you want to pick from the, throughout the years. It, it, it's the parents' job. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This game is rough and it's tough and it, it's not meant for 13 year old kids. Tell but that to it, the it, families Jack, of the dead on. people. It, it, that's a, it's a hard excuse to get around, but you know, it's the parents' job. I mean, you know what your kids watch. You know their movies, you know their games, you know their magazines, you know the music they listen to. If you don't know the video games they play, you're not doing your job. Welcome to Topics and Bowler for this month, and this month we are looking at GTA and the legacy of GTA rather than the game itself, and whether it's a positive or negative, we're going to be looking at two parts on video games and on the culture and society. And joining me today are Mark. Hi Mark. Hello. And Kevin. Hi Kevin. Hello. So, let's get straight into it. The GTA series has been with us now for 18 years and we've explored the cities of Liberty, Vice and San Andreas through a number of titles. It has grown from its cartoonish top view graphics on the PS1 PC to 3D on the PS2, PS3, Xbox 360 and on now onto the current consoles. It is now the dominant gaming franchise of our time. With franchise sales estimated to be about 220 million with the most recent GTA 5 estimated to have sold about 52 million. It is the height of technical achievement and is held in high regards by both reviews and its fans. However, for all the praise that the series gets, its courts controversy in equal measure. As being the subject to lawsuits by Jack Thompson, the violence featured in the game is constantly criticised along with ethnic discrimination, the hot coffee minigame, torture and drug dealing to name a few of the controversies. Even the first two words of the title are a severe category of crime in the USA. GT has a legacy and has created numerous positive aspects in the gaming industry, but do the controversies tarnish it in any way? So, we're going to be looking at video games first of all, and its legacy in terms of video games. So, who wants to kick it off? Um, Mark, let's go. Um, yeah, uh, it's a series that's been incredibly important to the video game scene. Um, it's helped influence quite a few genres um, from 
open world driving games to um, third person shooting to uh, even, even the way that the storylines are delivered um, GTA's set basically the the template by which every open world sandbox game has, has kind of copied it um, I think Ubisoft would probably be in a bad place if it wasn't for the GTA series they wouldn't <laughs> know what to do with most of their games um, yeah it's had, a, it's had a huge impact uh, mainly positively uh, I, I think um, a lot of companies have, have copied it and, and uh, become rather iterative um, and rather boring um, but most of the uh, of the innovations that the series has given uh, the video game genre have been have been positive I believe yeah I mean I would agree that you know with the open world theme that it gives you know that it has set that standard you know and then it has set you know as the worlds have got bigger haven't they and got more mm. detailed yeah. and give you more things to do well, before the GTA series came along, the only really open world sort of games you had were um, RPGs, basically. Um, I mean, before the the, the the 3D era of GTA came in, the only options you had for a big open world would be to play something like Zelda or um, some of the old... Um, uh, Elder Scrolls games or um, some of the uh, sort of isometric uh, point and click RPG games as well uh, and GTA kind of opened up a load of other genres into the into a, a sort of sandbox open world um, I think style yeah and it is I mean games as diverse as, as from Far Cry and Assassin's Creed and Batman and um, Just Cause and games like that I don't think would exist if GTA wasn't around no definitely um, I mean I think that um, when this came out um, it, it was it still had a, a lot of story to it as well you know there, there was a definite narrative even though you could actually walk away from it and do your own thing whereas mm. before with the RPGs you, st you had a, a narrative but you did t tend to have to do a lot of grinding, you know, where you'd have to go into a dungeon and just do it over and over and over again to level yeah. up. You know, whereas this was like, that doesn't really matter. You know, um, I mean, like, fair enough, you could actually go off and work out if you wanted in San Andreas, for instance, and build your body up. But that Ooh. wasn't something you had to do. You know, you could actually just go and uh, try and go for the end game. Yeah, I mean, it does allow players an immense amount of freedom and choice doesn't it yeah yeah i mean you can either follow the narrative itself um or you can go off on helicopters um go swimming go on dates and everything yeah go play tennis now mm. go play tennis <laughs> yeah. all these oh, things <laughs> yeah so it does provide a, an immense amount of choice in that single game and player freedom um anything else about the game that we can say it's positive in terms of its um for me um something that came in with gta 3 and has just developed on, on, as the series has gone um is um the music has always been really good <laughs> like yeah they, they always had a an emphasis on um lots of different radio stations and you've yeah. got like the talk radio stations which have always been a good laugh but then <laughs> the stations where it's just music um it's always been good to flick onto a station where that like the playlist has been stuff that I've been really into. Um, I, the, there was one on 
uh, Vice City, which had a lot of like uh, um, a, lot of, a lot of very good '80s music and Wave, Face No More, and stuff like that in there. And um, but I've I've uh, also found quite a few genres of music that I wasn't that I wouldn't have necessarily listened to if I hadn't been uh, introduced to them by radio stations on GTA yeah, for instance yeah. uh, on the I, I've never really been much of a fan of sort of minimalist electro pop um, but one of the stations on GTA 5 is nothing but and I've ended up listening to that radio station more than any of the others <laughs> because uh, I just fell in love with all of the songs on that on that radio station wasn't wasn't it's that fine Lotus for introducing me to music that I didn't really know wasn't that flying Lotus or something like that the station that you're talking about uh, no the, the one on um, GTA 5 was uh, Radio Mirror Park. Oh, yeah, another one. Yeah. Yeah. But, which you can only get in. Minimalist electro pop. Yeah, which you can only get in certain zones as well, you know, because your, your radio will tune out if you're in, in driving in the wrong part of um, yeah. the area. Yeah. Um, I, bizarre that you said that because I was going to say about the soundtracks as well because I think whoever's chose the tunes has got it absolutely spot on each time. Mm. And. Um, I mean, I would never have thought of myself as actually rocking out to a Phil Collins song, but um, on, this, <laughs> <laughs> on this last one, you had I Don't Care Anymore, and <laughs> I just thought, God, this is such a good choice of a track for when you're actually driving through a dark valley at <laughs> sort of uh, dusk. Oh, that was the um, the classic rock station hosted yeah. by um, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah. station, that. <laughs> so that got some cracking tunes on it, but a bit of Bob Seger and, yep. yeah, and Phil Collins and uh, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it, it it manages to cater for pretty much every music yeah. taste you could want, from mm. sort of um, crazy left field electronic music to um, classic hip hop to um, to Latin music, world music, um, metal, uh, a bit of everything basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you can see that that's had an effect on everything else. I mean, there were mm. games before it that had um, a jukebox element. We've talked about Wipeout, for instance, and that yeah. had a great soundtrack. But it was pretty much you were you were given the tracks that you got, you know, and that was it. There was no not yeah. this radio station aspect to it, which made it such a more enjoyable experience, you know, and you didn't mind having, like, Arc FM on or something like that, you know, which was just um, uh, reggae. But it was because you'd actually got the hosts on it as well, you know, and it was it was worth listening to because you didn't know what you were going to hear next. Yeah, it almost transferred to that like Sunday morning drive, or when you're driving, you just change your radio stations. <laughs> yeah, as and when. So it sort of like connected your reality to the video game world, isn't it? In yeah. that sense, with yeah. the music. <clears throat> and it's something that uh, hasn't really popped up in other video game series, mm. but I, I guess that's mainly due to the fact that at this point, um, Rockstar have so much financial clout yeah. that they can get the licenses for quite a wide variety of, of songs um, to put in their games. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's something that you don't really find in any other sandbox game. No. I mean, let's face it, would Phil Collins have actually quite happily given his um, one of his songs to Rockstar if they'd not been offered a, a tasty meat packet for it? Oh, you know? I don't, don't think so, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, I also think it when you think it's highlights for research, for time and effort that um, Rockstar puts into these games. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk mm. about the music and how detailed it is and how, it, you know, almost... Um, reflects and complements the gameplay yeah. with different styles. 
Mother worlds themselves. Oh, yeah. But yeah. They do do a, a very good job of making cities that are fictional, but have uh, a very reminiscent of particular places. So Vice City is very reminiscent of uh, of Miami. A Liberty City has, has got landmarks that you would recognize in New York, even though it isn't New York. <laughs> and, yeah. and San Andreas has... Um, Los Angeles and um, some of the more rural areas in in Southern California as well, without actually being those places, but having um, landmarks that you would recognise yeah. in those areas as well. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like with the car designs. The car designs look like they should be a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, um, mm. a Ford. They're just something slightly off, just enough so that they're not exactly the same. You know, it's um, it's a really clever design and. Yeah. Um, uh, it seems to get stronger as well. The, uh, you know, each each um, iteration, they seem to come out with something that's just a bit, um, just a bit more refined, but a bit more clever about it. Yeah, I mean, part of part of the reason for that is that the it's not a yearly series, is it? True. No. Yeah. No. They do keep I mean, me waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's to their credit. Um, yeah. They could probably squeeze out yearly. Uh, mm. installments that didn't really change <coughs> Assassin's the Creed they wait, for, <laughs> they wait a good amount of time before they bring out the next one and they, they really put in the time and effort to make it the yeah. best game that they can um, and it's I mean every single installment that's come out has been for the time and a technical marvel oh, yeah. like um, they didn't need to change a huge amount on GTA 5 when they ported it from uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 over to um, uh, the PC, uh, PS4, and Xbox One. But despite that, they're still like some of the best-looking games on those platforms at the moment. Um, and a technical marvel, um, a huge, huge open world with no loading times at all. Uh, but it doesn't sacrifice on the detail at all and it was something I noticed when it finally came out on PS4 and you could play in first person it just brought you just that little yeah. bit closer down to the ground yeah and there was no loss of detail at all there's no horrible textures or anything like that it's incredibly detailed in and it uh, no technical issues really at all um, they've always been technical marvels I mean th they do actually take you know, well, um, the last uh, GTA 5 reportedly took a billion dollars, but most of that is going to go back into the creation of GTA 6. You can see, because, I mean, you look at the millions and millions of man-hours that's actually gone into that, and you can actually see it. It's all there for you to see. You know, yeah. it's not like they've squandered anything. Um, so I think that's what makes them so, such an appealing game right across the the table you know i mean you've you've got your casual gamers right up to your hardcore gamers and mm. everybody seems to have a favorite gta mm. and they they feel like living breathing open worlds as well like yeah if, uh, you jump into gta 5 and find someone walking around on the streets and just follow them around they will they will go off and do various things and make phone calls and interact with other characters uh, and whatnot. It, it just feels like a, a proper living, breathing open world rather than just a sandbox with, you know, some a few AI characters milling around in it. Yeah, at least you, at least you can get away with doing that in the game. I mean, I've tried it in public, you know, just following somebody around and I, I, <laughs> just the police came straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and they're... Um, 
They're great games for just. Uh, this is something that you that you can't redo really in most uh, open world games. But um, sometimes I'll just boot up GTA Online, jump into a private server where I'm just on my own, and just drive around and just appreciate the world, or jump in a plane and fly around and, and, and appreciate the the incredible scenery and um, uh, especially at, at dawn or dusk. Yeah, um, the world looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it encourages you to to kind of if you don't want to to do any missions or anything like that to just play and just have fun. Yeah, it's something that just causes kind of taken to the to, to the, the magical extreme <laughs> uh, in giving you a giant toy box. I can't um, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we say great technical achievements. It is. I mean. Because it comes out so not rarely but infrequently, it bec- they do become media events, massive media events. The expectations on them, each GTA is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so and this is probably why it's such a successful seller. And like I said in the intro, it is probably the be- the game dominant game in franchise. It is front and center of what video games are. It's you know rightly should be proud of it. Yeah, definitely. You know, highlights a great British development team um, in the teams in the UK, but there's always a negative side. <laughs> so if we take over from that's great, and we just twist it around. And one of the points is, I mean, every open world wants to be GTA. Yeah, you've got your Saints now, Row and stuff like that for a start, haven't you? They're, they're yeah. very pale imitations. Yeah. But has because everyone wants to be GTA in its video game, has that sort of stifled the imagination because GTA is so dominant and we know it can't be it's not it's not a yearly franchise. So these um franchises like Saints Row mm. and everything. But no, oh we've got an opportunity here. Get our games <laughs> out, you know, Ubisoft. Let's get the towers polished off and released into another game. Yep. Um, <laughs> but has it stifled that sort of sense? Because every single game just about seems to be open world. There does seem to be a massive flood of them um, over the last few years. Now, whether that's yeah. because people are getting their heads around the technology a bit better, you know, and um, actually trying to figure out what Rockstar are doing so well, uh, I'm not sure. Um, it seems like uh, especially on this latest gen there seems to be a lot more open world stuff now whether that's because the consoles themselves can handle it I'm not sure but uh, again it goes back to the benchmark though I mean it doesn't matter what you're playing it's like I was playing Sleeping Dogs last year and I, even though it's a wonderful game and really enjoyable all the way through I'm thinking it's great but it's not Grand Theft Auto yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I'd say that, in my opinion, Sleeping Dogs is one of the better examples of a um, of a GTA esque clone yeah. uh, because it tried to do something a little bit different uh, and put it in a, in a, a setting that you don't really get to, to play around in very often in video games um, in uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, um, there there's been a lot of companies that have tried to to copy it. Uh, it's what the um, Oh my god, the, the, the series has escaped me now. Um, Give us a clue. Saints Row. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. It's what Saints Row tried to do originally and tried to be like a GTA sort of clone. Mm. And the first, uh, the first Saints Row was pretty unremarkable. Um, so then they tried to change it up and make it really, really wacky. Um, and it's just fun, but throwaway. Um, other game companies have, have tried to put their own spin on uh, the open world franchise, like uh, Mad Max is probably the latest example I've, I've played. That and, is a sandbox. Um, <laughs> That's just a sandbox. Sorry? <laughs> That's just a sandbox. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Literally, literally it's yep. just a box of sand. Um, and they, they try and put their own twist on it, but, the, but they all end up feeling incredibly empty compared to, to anything that Rockstar puts out. Um, even when Rockstar try uh, uh, develop something in in uh, collaboration with someone else, like uh, when they worked with Team Bondi to um, to bring out um, La Noire, hmm. um, they worked heavily with with Team Bondi to, to create the open world element, and, it, and it's a very faithfully recreated um, replica of. Um, 19, uh, well, uh, uh, 1940s, late 1940s um, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. yeah. But there's nothing to do in the open world at all. Oh. It is very dire. Yeah, um, it, that reminds me of Mafia as well. That had the same problem. The first two, you know, it's, again, it's very plot driven as well. The, the, despite what they tried to do, you know, they're trying to shoe on in a lot of open world elements. It's nowhere near as open as it looks. You know, and you think uh, it's pretty much on rails, especially for the last, I would say, last couple of chapters. Hmm. But is that such a bad thing sometimes? Because GTA gives you so much mm. that, you know, that almost it seems at times that it gives you too much. You're almost gluttonized on GTA because you can do so many, well, so much stuff. Well, but, I mean, you, it gives you enough so that you'll still be playing it five years on when the next yeah. one comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still quite contempt, even though I, I've I've finished the the story in GTA Five a long, long time ago. I've finished. I'm it still content now. to jump in uh, into that open world yeah. on, on on the single player mode and just enjoy the open world. And and hmm. uh, there's plenty of side. This is this is the thing is they put inside activities which are fun, rather than go to this point, climb this tower, go and collect these yeah. meaningless yeah. collectibles. They put things in. And it's a testament to, to the, the mechanics of the game. Um, they'll put in a lot of street races and things like that. And the the driving mechanics in GTA games have been a bit hit and miss, but they <laughs> finally got it right in GTA V to the point where racing is feels genuinely fun. It's a very, very arcade-y feeling um, sort yeah. of racer. But, um, but it... It, it works well enough for you to want to keep going back and doing it and the same with with um with flying planes and helicopters and boats and parachuting and all these fun things to do that are sadly lacking from other open world games that try and fill their world with meaningless tasks that just aren't fun well that's the thing um these other games that we're on about the sandbox once you've actually finished the story there's nothing left for you to do you know no. you, you don't ever want to revisit i mean i've, I've completed sleeping dogs and i've never gone back you know, and I never, pro I probably never will. I don't know why I've still got it sat about actually. But um, whereas GTA, uh, I mean, I was still playing GTA 4 when GTA 5 came out. You know, because I, I just loved going back to it. I mean, I completed that God knows how many times, and just thought, now go back and shoot some more pigeons. <laughs> but it it has had um, 
brings back it has had a, a, a negative impact I reckon overall in terms of um, because it's such such a big seller it's it's a it's a it's a it's, it's monstrous in its sales mm. that it makes other um, game companies and developers and publishers who are desperately trying to chase the same sort of sales or something near that to try and copy it in the same way that um, the first person shooter genre has been probably negatively affected overall by the uh, by by the success of the Call of Duty series. Yeah. yeah. And it's it stifles innovation to a certain extent. It does well. You you look at most first person shooters now, and you you go to it and instinctively go to the Call of Duty layout. Um, you know, without even thinking about it, and uh, that shows what sort of an impact that's had. You know, it mm. could have nothing to do with Call of Duty, but you can guarantee that the controller layout will just be the same. Yeah, I mean, the best example of that I can think of is. Um, I've been a big fan of the Battlefield series for a long time, and Battlefield was always a uh, a multiplayer game without a single player. Mm. And then they introduced the single player element in Bad Company, Bad Company 2, um, but they did a fun sort of campaign that wasn't anything like it. And then when Battlefield 3 came out, the campaign was basically a Call of Duty ripoff, and it was awful. And then Battlefield 4 came out and the campaign was even worse to the point where I just I had no interest in finishing it at all um, and GTA has had a similar impact I mean mm. even in, in, in games like um, where they where there's no uh, vehicular aspect at all like uh, infamous um, infamous one and two and infamous second son um, especially infamous second son that's a really fun game to play but the open world feels so empty because there's there's nothing there's nothing really to do in it compared to uh, a GTA game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Infamous Second Son would pull it perfectly well as a more of a linear type of game, more of a Mafia Two type of game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Rather than because I do remember playing it and it was almost like no, you ha- go rescue these areas. I mean, defeat these people, get 100% free. It almost seemed like, you know, like a waste of time. I mean, the most recent game, probably open world, I probably have played was that Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Now, because I'm into the, the lore, Tolkien's, of, you know, Tolkien's lore and Middle Earth and all that, and it was quite unique in its way, and the, um, what's the system called? Uh, the Nemesis system. The Nemesis system, yeah. Mm. That made that world believable, interesting, you know, engaging. Because you come across an archive you defeated or not. Um oh who would remember you and so it engaged you in that way. There wasn't loads to do. So that's the thing, is that it puts in its own little twist, but mm. Uh, the Nemesis, as, as great as the Nemesis system was, uh, and it's the same um, that I've got with the problem I've had with Mad Max, another Warner Brothers game, is that aspects of it, like the vehicular combat in Mad Max, is really fun. But I think both Mad Max and um, Shadow of Mordor would probably have benefited from being a little bit more linear and a little bit more based on set pieces. Like, if you look at some of the, the set pieces that they put into so, some of the Uncharted games, if they had something on a scale like that in um, the Mad Max game, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more rather than mm. drive from point A to point B, beat up some guys, drive from point B to point C, crash your car into some other cars, repeat, yeah. rinse and repeat. 
Um, and the same with Shadow of Mordor, it's like individual moments were kind of fun, but in between there was you just running across a very empty world. And I, I can't help but feel that it is because of the success of, of the GTA series that so many uh, developers seem to chase this open world um, aspect towards it. Uh, to be honest, the only the only other game that that genuinely feels like an open world benefits is I'd say well it's two just the Just Cause series I think works well. Yeah. And for all of their faults, I do I did really enjoy Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four. Right. Mm. But um, overall, um, I just wish more developers would say, let's not turn our game into a sandbox. Let's try <laughs> and make it a little bit different, a little bit more, well, a little bit more linear. And well, I, I, I usually, I don't, I, I wouldn't advocate for linear games, but. Mm. Well, sometimes they just take the idea of open world to the extreme, don't they? And it is just an open world. There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do in this open world. <laughs> Um, another thing, another point when looking at researching for this um, discussion, the gangster cliche. Yes. Is that, I mean, I've said that people are sick of it. Would we say we're sick of it? We've had, how many games have we had of GTF? Is it 10? Oh, roughly. Um, 10 games? I've never counted. One, <laughs> hold on. Well, it's, it's got to be getting on for that, if not more than that, with all of the little spin offs and yeah. Yeah. Liberty City stories and, and games like that. Wars. Yeah. So, well, so we've got one, we've got GTA, GTA 2, GTA London, 3, Vice City, San Andreas, Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, yeah. Chinatown Wars, for, yeah, 10. Yeah. Oh, um, I forgot about Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sick of it? Is it a bad thing that all it does is focus on the gangster cliche? Well, um, hmm. sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, I found myself getting very bored of uh, GTA 4. Um, I thought that Liberty City felt quite constrictive compared to um, San Andreas and GTA 5. Uh, of course, they're both set in the same sort of area in which the, you've got like a city and then lots of open areas. Uh, Liberty City was just a city um, and it could feel quite claustrophobic. The story was quite cliched. Uh, the protagonist was boring as hell. Um, but then I enjoyed San Andreas so much and I enjoyed GTA 5 so much and, and Vice City. Vice City is probably my favourite um, of the GTA series. With that that classic '80s yep. um, sort of like uh, Scarface sort of feel about it, um, um, it's it's a bit hit and miss. Uh, I think sometimes it does feel like uh, a, a rather you know a rather boring by the numbers gangster story, and sometimes it, I mean they try and do something. They, they do this is something to the credit. They, they do try and freshen up a little bit, um, especially with GTA V, giving you three very distinct different characters with their own um, personality with their own uh, each character feels very different each character feels like they have their own I mean the, the, the uh, Franklin is worlds apart from from Trevor for <laughs> example and, and so is the rest of the human Michael race in the middle have, going through the middle of a midlife crisis yeah um, so they do try and freshen up a little bit but then they have fallen a little bit they have been a bit, a bit stale in the past 
I mean, well, GTA 3 was quite boring as well, actually, the storyline. That was very dull um, compared yeah. with some of because at least you had some colourful characters in the rest of them. Mm. Um, you also have a lot of stereotypes. It is a shame, but um, yes. sometimes they actually deal with them in such a humorous way, you know, where they, they show you that they are a stereotype, you know, and that's half of the wit and wisdom of GTA in the first place. You know, because a lot of games just take it po-faced. You know, so you've got mafia types in Mafia and The Godfather and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they are just dour mafia types. Whereas the mafia types in our, in um, GTA tend to be flawed, tend to look ridiculous, even in their yeah. own game, you know. And they do usually do a spin on it. You know, where, um, say, uh, Franklin's um, posse, you know, for half the the game they're just absolutely useless you know <laughs> <laughs> the, the yeah. only reason they're still alive is just dumb luck <laughs> or like in in vice city where um it starts off feeling like it's going to be going down quite a, a, a you know a by the numbers sort of gangster story and then you end up doing missions where you're driving a limousine around with a drunken uh, <laughs> 80s hair metal band in the back yes. and and whatnot and uh San Andreas <laughs> had missions involving uh, jetpacks and things like that. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. They, they always put a twist on it. Yeah. I mean, so they, they do try to put a twist on it. You know, they do try to put you in different missions, different scenarios, but it still comes back to that gangster thing, doesn't it? Whether yeah. they need to maybe step out. Um, well... Sorry, go on, Kevin. Go on. I was just going to say about... Um, you're saying about this um, scenario and stuff, but you look at what we're force-fed from Hollywood in general. <laughs> you know, I'm just talking about... Uh, not just in films, but in TV. You've got um, programmes like Sons of Anarchy, where it's a biker gang, and they are so dour and uh, such despicable people. I would never... Uh, I would manage to watch one season and thought, I, I just have no interest in you at all. You are just filth. You know, whereas and you can I'm, draw a direct comparison to with that to um, Lost in the Damned. The Lost in the Damned, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. DLC for GTA 4. I thought the the DLC for GTA 4 did have a lot, uh, a much better job of telling an interesting story than the main game itself. Did. Exactly. And that took the whole biker gang scenario yeah. and and had a little bit of fun with it. Whereas, yep. yeah, Sons of Anarchy is boring <laughs> as hell. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. You're always force-fed this stuff. It's, it's funny how the media always latch onto GTA and, you know, really go at it and say, this is responsible for this and responsible for that. And you think, hang on a second. You just look at the diet of American TV mm. that spills out of your tube every week and you think, Jesus Christ, this is a lot worse than what's happening in GTA. You know, and um, uh, it's a lot more serious. You know, it's it's not got that sense of humour about it. That it's um, portrayed as as if it's real. You know, and uh, my God, I'm hoping not because good God, that means there's going to be a lot of meth addicts in America after Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it has it has had a, a, a positive impact uh, in certain aspects of the wider media. Hmm. Um, you can draw a line, a direct line from from the GTA series, specifically GTA uh, Vice City, I'd say, um, to one of my favourite films of, of recent years, um, the film Drive. I don't know if I've oh, seen yes. it. Oh, yes. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. 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 
I don't think that film could have existed uh, <laughs> in a world without without GTA. Uh, and that doesn't it doesn't have a sense of humor at no. all. No, no, it's a very very dour <laughs> film, but it's brilliant. Um, and it, it kind of evokes a, a feeling of uh, it's got a very GTA sort of aesthetic to it. Well, Ryan Gosling, for most part, actually plays the same role as what, what he does in GTA Vice City anyway. He, he yeah. hardly speaks, if, if at all. <laughs> well, brilliant, guys. You've just segued into the next part of Positive and Negative, the culture and society impact of GTA. Oh, definitely. Um, you can see it all about. Yeah. Uh, well, for a start off, not just your... Um, games are impersonating it now you're getting um like movies actually re repeating what's been on gta and you think well gta was actually reflecting what movies were doing to it in the first place yeah so, it's, it's bizarre it's like feeding on itself now yeah it's um i mean the series has always been very good at being a um uh sort of a um what's the word i'm looking for a mirror? Oh god! No, no, it's sort of like a. Um, oh god, I had it earlier. I hope it cleared up. Um, <laughs> apparently, sort of. That's it. We got it. The GTA series has always been uh, very good at parodying yeah. uh, American popular culture, yeah. uh, not just American popular culture, but but American culture in general. Um, and it's something that has sort of they took from uh, American popular media and put it into the games and now has bled back through into wider media tv shows and and films have started to take a little bit more of a tongue-in-cheek um sort of like a, a dig in the ribs of of american culture yeah, yeah. i mean I think it, sorry go, go, go on andy no uh, it's a satire isn't it it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You know, it, is, it, is the, it is one of the satires like South Park and Family Guy and all those other Absolutely. ones that you see on TV. It is a satire, like say, of American culture, of American politics. You know, mm. it does bring to the attention um, of the people who play it and everyone else about some of the problems this, in society. Highlights, you know, we've talked about the gangster culture being a cliche, but. It does highlight it. it. Does highlight the areas that these people live in has been a bit of a problem. Well, I do find, yeah, yeah I do find um, it quite interesting that um, as a, a reflection, where, you know, it's basically a UK um, interpretation of what's happening in the states, and it's basically because oh. we're force-fed on what's coming over from their news feeds and the Hollywood's um, what they're throwing out. So to hold that back up to them and then them complain about it. You know, it's it's quite hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, they've always had a quite tumultuous relationship with the the right wing in America, uh, and I don't think it's a coincidence that as the series has gone on, it's taken more and more of a dig at um, the Republican Party yeah. and, and the tea, tea Party ethos uh, in yeah. America, but also uh, American consumerism. Um, talent shows like the um, I can't remember what the one in GTA is called yes another one the the um, one where she's a singer oh god yeah yeah and um, it's cringeworthy <laughs> and social media as well there's, but there's that's quite also a lot of an impact basically what they're um, showing every week anyway yeah yeah I mean it does because the portrayal it almost 
shows up our, um, let's see, fear. You know, it's sort of like two things up to the fear that the, like you say, the right wing, the, the, the grand old party, the Republican Party, um, shows about this lack of control. It shows yeah. a chaotic world, but a chaotic world with a choice in it, you know? Mm. But people don't like that. And it is a target. It does become a target. Well, it's like um, you're saying that they've got a choice. It's the whole thing about gun control as mm. well. You know, it's a, it's a nation that's absolutely tortured by the fact that there's a school killing practically every month now. And yet they're still saying no to any tight, you know, tighter gun controls or any better monitoring of the situation. Mm. You know, yeah. and... Uh, but then they're, they're very quick to point the finger at exactly. games like GTA well, and say that they are at fault. It's whatever for... scapegoat, isn't it? Because yeah. um, if you remember Columbine, they blamed it on Marilyn Manson just because he happened to be around at the time. So uh, he was the scapegoat. But Mark Chapman as well, you know, they blamed him because he read Catcher in the Rye. Mm. Um, you know, so they were blaming a book for shooting a John Lennon in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> the video games of the time, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> me it does like we said we talked about the music you know um, that's brilliant but always encourages that the various cultures of the music various music we've also got the voice actors you know oh. some of the famous voice actors I mean I've got written down here Samuel L. Jackson yeah, yeah. Uh, San Andreas yeah. Yeah. Ray Liotta Michael mm-hmm. Madsen um, brought some like you I think what was it, one of you mentioned Kenny Logan's 80s yep. pop star mm. So, Iggy Pop as well. <laughs> Iggy Pop. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, it is important to culture. It does reflect culture and important. Everything else. Is there anything else that we can say it's really good? I mean, it highlights, like we mentioned before, the British video game industry as a whole. That is a strength. It has been one of the Telegraph's uh, top exports. Yep. Yeah, well, this is the thing, is that, that it's um, its popularity is... Uh, is both applauded and attacked. Mm. Um, it's attacked by people who don't understand video games or want to use video games as a scapegoat to um, to to uh, to blame for wider problems. The fact that it is so prevalent, they say, you know, these violent games aren't good for kids. But then at the same time, I mean, it was. I think GTA Five is the fastest-selling piece of media yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than anything in cinema uh, in terms of like the amount of money it's brought in. Um, and so at the same time, it's also blamed for being, because it is so, it's so uh, popular. It's, it's blamed on, um, it's, it's blamed for, for, uh, shootings, killings, yeah. violence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's held up as a bad influence as well. Yeah. Um, and um, the thing is that um, usually it's uh, been blamed for being a bad influence to people that are actually uh, parents of minors, mm. and they—it's quite specific, you know—that the the game is 18 rated, and it's even got an ESRB over in states as well, you know, where it actually says parental ad- use advisory. Um, so th- at no time is anybody under the illusion that it's a game for children. And yet you get some people that just don't know or just take the foot off the gas and go, yes, go on then, Jimmy. If you say so, if the rest of your class have got it, then you must have it too. 
you know, and you think, what? <laughs> There's a reason it's an 18. I've always thought that if you're, if you're playing those games at a young age, um, they're not appropriate. No. No. But also, you're probably going to miss quite a lot of the uh, uh, quite a lot of the, the, the beats the storylines are making True. because they mirror um, film and other media that you'd hope that someone of, of a young age wouldn't have experienced. Um, yeah, you, you'd hope that you know a young kid hasn't seen Scarface, hasn't seen Heat, um, hasn't seen The Sopranos. Uh, and so wouldn't understand some of the some of the, the mirrors in the uh, in the storylines. Yeah, I think that's where the, the problem starts, though, because they just take it as um, they don't see the uh, the references and they don't see the humor in it. So that you know they're taking it as this is the gospel. Hmm. You know yeah. they're not seeing it as it, what it should be. And I think that's where it's probably. Um, its biggest downfall is because obviously it's going to get dis- misrepresented in uh, press as far as that's concerned because of this fact that they they are showing stuff that's just <laughs> never been experienced by a kid anyway yeah. um, I mean you make an excellent point I mean let's talk about the situation because I'm a teacher all right yep. and GTA came out on the 360 PS3 two years ago was it not 2013 yeah. wow yeah. GTA 5 yeah and I had pupils in my class, um, and all they raved about on the, when the, before the game came out was GTA, 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 GTA. Oh, Jesus yep. Christ. Should we shut up <laughs> about GTA? And then when we got it, a number of, as a teacher, I, I mean, you have played video games, so I was into my video games. And we said, Sir, are you getting it? Are you getting it first? I said, No, I'll wait. I know it's coming out on the PS4. I'm getting the PS4 first. You know, I'll wait until it mm. comes out on that. And then, oh, Adders on, and when it came out on PS4, they were all like, oh, sir, Adders on, come and join our, you know, our group, you know, we've got um, some prostitutes then, and then we do this and we do that to mm. these women, and, you know, and the problem is, you know, rightly or wrongly, it is a negative of GTA, the fact that it deals with such issues, but l- minors or underage who aren't really able to cope with it you know and understand it are playing it and are really enthusiastic about it yeah I think it's because you've got the whole aspect of you're not just an observer you're a protagonist you are actually in on it you are actually influencing what's happening in the game I mean um, for instance, I've, I was raised on a steady diet of slasher movies, and I've never once gone out to a, a lake and killed a load of teens. Not what I like we know <laughs> Yeah, not what we know <laughs> But, um, you know, it's a different experience, isn't it? It's, you're, you're more, um, what's the word? You're not as, oh, you're, you're more of a participant rather than an observer. I'm trying to think yeah. of the word. Uh, anyway, yeah. You know you're what I mean? In, you're in control. Yeah, exactly. But in in that respect, the, it doesn't do itself any favors um, with its not only in terms of what you can the, the horrors you can inflict on the the uh, AI just out and about in, in the open world. Um, it's something that's been picked up on a lot by right wing media. Like you can go out and 
sleep with a prostitute and then stab them to get your money back or whatever. Yeah. You can. Most people don't, but you can. But then there's aspects in it which are kind of... Um, uh, it's portrayal of women which is kind of unavoidable because it's it's interlaced into the storyline. Um, it's something that popped up quite a lot in, in GTA 5 and it's been in all of them as well. It's not been a very good series in terms of its portrayal of female characters. Yeah, um, it's very shaky. Yeah, I mean, there's never been a playable female character as far as I can remember. No. Um, not in, in, definitely not in the main games, and I don't think in any of the DLCs. And it's it, the female characters are very one-dimensional, um, not very well fleshed out, and rather uh, tired stereotypes. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that is kind of unavoidable because it's in the main game, it's in the cutscenes, it's not stuff that, that's out in the, the open world that you would only find if you were out in the open world being a complete dick. Um, <laughs> and then uh, other things as well that it's, I mean, it came, GTA 5 came into quite a lot of fire for one particular mission uh, in which um, you have to, uh, you, you're working with the fictional version of the mm. FIB, uh, FBI, sorry, called the FIB. Yes. Um, and you have to go and uh, identify a person and assassinate them. And the way you get the information is you switch between the person and the player who's out and about doing the shooting, and you switch back and forth between them and Trevor, who is in a basement somewhere with a guy tied up, and you have to, in order to make the story mission progress, you have to torture him. Mm, yeah. Um, and I found that mission incredibly uncomfortable to play. That's the, probably the only time in a GTA game that I've, I've felt genuinely uncomfortable oh. um, doing what the game was asking me to do. Oh, I just went full Trevor on his ass. I was, I was just looking yeah. for the biggest tools. <laughs> but it's 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 like it, it's done so viscerally and so it brutally is. that it's it's not enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, but that's just like watching a Saw movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never really been much of a fan of of the Saw films either. I'm kind of I kind of shy, shy away from unnecessary gore. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm 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 quite partial to a slasher film as well, but um, that that mission kind of uh, almost crossed into the realms of torture porn. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's surely a reflection of what we're being subjected to anyway through the rest of the media. Yeah, and, and I can kind of, uh, I mean, I think they were trying, to, uh, Rockstar tried to argue that it, that it was supposed to be a parody on the whole um, enhanced interrogation uh, discussion and the fact that the America and Britain as well, to a certain extent, have uh, been engaged in torture yeah. uh, during the war on terrorism. And the whole thing <laughs> is the, the storyline is about this fictional FBI agency trying to uh, get rid of a terrorist and yes. using whatever means they can. Yeah, but I just and feel like, um, I mean, it's the, the game series has always been a very heavy satire. It's not subtle at all. Oh, no, no. Th at that point, it kind of crossed over into being a little bit too mm. much for me. Well, don't forget as well, the FIB are the people that are actually uh, supplying all the tools and the situation. So it's still not really... Um, your character as such that started this whole thing in the first place you know you're, no. you're basically being and coerced it, into is, this it is kind of it fits in with because it could it's the fact that it's Trevor doing it and it fits in with Trevor's character because he is a sadistic maniac oh yeah but 
again, it's the fact that it asks you to do it. Um, it didn't. Mm. It, it didn't bother everyone. Um, no. But I can see why it was criticised uh, so widely in the media. Oh yeah, it's very easy to see. I mean, well, we talked about the cliches earlier. I mean, the cliches are negative. We, we talked about degrading women. I mean, women are normally strippers or prostitutes. You know, I think it was at GTA 3, you could get your health back by sleeping with a prostitute and, or getting some money back and killing her. Your men mm. are psychotic. I mean, I'll take a quote. Psychotic, money-obsessed and philanthropic bastards. Yeah. So, yeah. that's a negative point where the glamorising, it almost seems you're glamorising it so much that it becomes a problem rather than and because the nature of a video game is you are a participant you are you're controlling it you unlike you know films which show it or books which tell it you're in control so Hmm. is that gta's biggest problem that and rockstar caught almost seemed to caught this controversy but they seem to enjoy it and it seems to feed into the whole medium, pump up the sales, but have it aware of who was actually playing it. I know that's, that's, a, I know that's a bigger society problem. It's a bigger yeah. problem. Well, I think a lot of it is kind of necessary to the sort of story mm. that they're telling. Um, and it's the sort of thing that doesn't get criticised as much when it, when it pops up in other forms of media. For instance, uh, The Sopranos is widely, regard- widely regarded as being one of the greatest TV series ever made. Yeah. And that's a series in which um, the main female uh, characters were not particularly nuanced and um, all the other female characters that, that came in were treated as basically as objects. But yes. it's that was the sort of character... That these that the main the main characters in Sopranos were that's how they treated people, um, and it fits with the storyline. And on the whole, it does in GTA as well. Uh, and so a lot of mm. the the criticism I feel is a little bit unfair. But then they don't do themselves any favors by not when they when you've got. Um, I mean, I think there was one female character in um, GTA Five who had any sort of nuance about her at all and she was barely in it at all and that was just a hacker character that um, works with Lester. Yeah, I forgot about Uh, her. Yeah, she's barely in it. Yeah. Uh, And then if there were more characters like that, I think that they wouldn't come under such criticism for their portrayal of female characters. Um, But on the whole, I mean, I mean, People have, have complained about the fact that, yeah, it's all gangsterism and drug dealing and stuff like that. But that's the sort of story that they're telling. You can't tell that sort of story without that those aspects being in there. Um, well, but yeah. I think they could they could uh, benefit from telling slightly more nuanced stories, maybe. Hmm. Well, let's face it, it's called Grand Theft Auto. It's not called Sunshine <laughs> and Lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> going sorry, going to Sopranos. We had oh. two. I mean, mentioned for Sopranos. I think it was two strong female characters. Tony's wife, yeah, and um, the psychiatrist, wasn't it? Yeah, but even then, yes. she was a sex object as well. You know, she was pretty much, um, you know, a, a surrogate um, wife. You know, a, a different sort of prostitute. You know, as far as Tony was concerned, it was just another outlet. Yeah, she was like a comfortable mob wife sort of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and if Michael's wife in um, GTA 5 is just a more extreme version of that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, any other things that we can say, either positive or negative, and it's society? I mean, I've mm. got here, you can cause havoc without a sense of punishment or deterrent. You know, mm. But yeah, that but comes back to that sense of choice, because we know in GTA well, that... It can- Sorry, it, can cause, it can cause havoc with a sense without a sense of um, any sort of comeback, but then you look at um, your banks and stuff and you think, <laughs> well, you've practically destroyed the planet and, you, n- and none of you have gone to jail. Yeah. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when do you finish? <laughs> and I, I will say, uh, it's been pointed out by, by quite a lot in the games media, and, and I noticed it quite a lot as well. Um, when... Uh, GTA 5 made the transition to next gen and PC and you had the option to play in first person um, it, everything felt a little bit more you, you, the, the, when you're playing in third person it's just that extra layer of disconnection from the world Yeah. and so when you're wailing into someone on the street with a baseball bat it doesn't feel quite as bad as it does when you're playing it in first person and I noticed that I was being a lot more careful to Avoid con- confrontations with with pedestrians, and uh, uh, than I was uh, when I was playing it first person. Than I was yeah. whenever I was playing it in third person, and that's been quite a big change for it. And I, I hope it's a, uh, something that they they keep in the games going forward because I felt a lot more responsible for my actions playing in first person than I ever did playing in third person. And it's just it's just a little change, but it just draws you in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I stay clear of first person mode. Partly because I can't play anything first person. Conscience is clear. Really. Look at your conscience clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but as well as that, I can't drive first person. It's it's the same when I'm driving a motorbike in real life. You know, I, I've just got to drive with a, a camera over my uh, shoulder showing me what I'm looking at. So I think we've covered all we want points. So I've got two questions. I'm going to ask two questions. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm going to be one, you know, we've prepped for, and one I'm going to be a bit of a bastard for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. What do we think about the legacy of GTA? I think 200 years' time, if we're still, if the Earth is still around, I'm not saying we will be, but what are people going to look at GTA, this franchise, its legacy? Hmm. And. Uh, well, answer that question first. What do we see well, as its legacy? You know, is it a, is it a good one or is it a bad I, one or is it one? Well, I think it's going to be good. In between. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I can see it. I'm going to draw a parallel here. Now, um, Laurel and Hardy, right, in the 20s and 30s were phenomenally successful. And you can still watch Laurel and Hardy today. And this is nearly... A hundred years later. Now, um, you talk to most professional comedians or, you know, you listen to comedians and they will always state that somewhere along the line, Laurel and Hardy are there. They've been influenced by something that happened nearly a hundred years ago Mm. and have a feeling that the Grand Theft Auto series is going to do just about the same thing because it's just such a tidal wave of um, a game changer. (laughs) Without using the word game changer, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's it's it basically creates a new benchmark that's so high that everybody else has to reach up and 
you know, right, we've got to really raise it now. And I reckon it's still going to be fondly remembered a long, long time from now. Mm. Um, whether it's 100 years, I'm not sure. But <laughs> <laughs> it'll be pretty bloody close, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd say that that um, you people will be able to look back on this series. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to stop anytime soon. But even if it did, if GTA V was the last, the last one, <gasps> don't say that. Look back and see that it was such a su- such a monstrous series. Um, monstrous is probably the wrong word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is such a. It, it's like it, it is. Pr- is probably the. Uh, I mean, I don't think even Call of Duty can touch GTA no. in terms no. of sales over its series. It's the biggest franchise in video games by a good uh, by a good margin. Um, oh, yeah. But not just that. I'd say that it, it's they're the perfect time capsules of um, pop culture satire. Um, yeah. If you wanted to look at one piece of media and say to, to have a look at uh, something that encapsulated pop culture at that time, um, the GTA series is is a, a perfect example of that. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to go somewhere in the middle. I think in terms of video game achievement, world building, um, I think it's top of it. I think it's. I think, like you say, Mark, it is top of its game and like say Kevin it's going to be you know like Lauren Hardy which I've never heard that before that's a first isn't it GTA compared to Lauren <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Hardy aim to please <laughs> <laughs> but so in that sense I think it's story building I think it's world building I think it is absolutely amazing I think the research done everything the work put in is amazing but I will caveat that with it's a bit cliche driven and the problems mm-hmm. it brings on itself through either intentionally or unintentionally, I think tarnish it a bit yeah. in, a, in, the, in the sense mm. of not in video game. I, I don't think, I think because it seems some video game fans are very fanatical, it won't be tarnished in their eyes. But I think in a wider representation, I think what it does maybe with women and maybe the two cliches bring it down a tad and that maybe in 100 200 years time it will have that caveat yeah it was brilliant but that but with it and i think you've got a point i think you've got a point there with the treatment of women andy um because you look at some 70s tv shows now and you think my word your politics are way off the scale but at the time they'll have been quite on the nose you know and and nobody will have even thought about Mm. it so I think that will probably date it, if anything. You know, going on about 20 years from now, I reckon the um, gender politics is going to look bloody awful. Yeah, I'd say if, if you were talking to someone who wasn't a fan of video games and you were trying to convince them that um, the video games can be a, 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 a serious art form, hmm. um, I don't think you could ever suggest the GTA series as an example <laughs> of nuanced or subtle storytelling or, or, um, no. or being culturally sensitive or anything like that <laughs> alright yeah I mean like I said the cliche the, the description of men gangsters it maybe glamorises it a bit too much I mean maybe mm-hmm. because for kids playing it who really shouldn't be playing it we totally agree with that but yeah so my second question is 
What do oh. we want from future GTA installments? Ooh. Spaceships. <laughs> yeah. I want spaceships. <laughs> yeah. um, um, hmm. You first, Mark. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll uh, tell you what. Uh, what um, I, I think of sometimes when I'm playing GTA, and I think, why couldn't they do this? Now, um, have either of you ever watched The Wire? Um, yeah, I love it. No, I haven't seen it, but I've heard Gorgeous. it's brilliant. Yeah. See, the, the Wire is is an incredible series. Now, um, obviously, you can't do anything in the half of the story that concentrates on the police because GTA has never been about being a policeman mm. you want or a to police be a, woman. You want to work in but the docks? in terms of the gangster side, um, the ones on the street dealing drugs and, and committing murders and whatnot, in The Wire, there are very, very good examples of very nuanced, very conflicted characters um, uh, like uh, there are brilliant examples of how to tell a strong female character yeah. um, in that series and I, I'd like them to take a few more cues from something like The Wire uh, and be a little bit uh, instead of trying to be as irreverent as they as they have been I thought they did pretty well with um, Grand Theft Auto 4 actually because Nico Bellic is a very conflicted character is somebody that is actually trying to stick to the straight and narrow, but he just happens to fall back on what he knows and fall in with the wrong crowd straight off. And that ends up being his downfall. You know, he ends up losing practically everything that he actually knows and loves. So, you know, it's good that they can actually do that. But again, that was GTA 4. They did it. <laughs> then they came out with GTA 5 and just went back on it all completely. You got three absolute stooges. <laughs> yeah. So, Kevin, you thought of anything? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, more tanks. Um, more tanks. Space. <laughs> oh, wow. What would I like to see in a new GTA? No more, Phil no more Phil Collins, for a start. No more Phil I'll Collins. I'm not going for Phil Collins. Um, I, I wouldn't even want to demand anything from him because um, every time they've actually done any new version of it, it's actually surpassed any of my expectations anyway and you know it brought something to it that I would never have even thought of I think if they're going to do anything as far as political I, like we were saying earlier I would definitely go for female character uh, you know and actually get a female writer in on it as well maybe because let's face it after Gamergate last year or well, this year um, we really do need to get a lot more female role models in there for a start off um, but otherwise oh, I should, you know I'd, I'd just rather leave it to them because <laughs> they can they can sort it out a lot better than I can I'd like to see more ping pong in it <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in agreement with both of you I think you know like my nuanced story and the stronger female character hmm um how, do you, have you ever seen the? Do you ever see the Last Judge Dread? Yes, I love it. Um, the female protagonist in that, isn't she? She's the she's the one from Game of Thrones. Yeah, she's really good in it. Yep, yep. So, I think something like that, you know, like you can make a strong female character. That might be really useful. And maybe cause I was talking even my wife. Funnily enough, she even though she's never played a video game hardly before, but she knows about GTA. Something maybe like, I know you said The Wire, but something like Breaking Bad. <laughs> but but you have the character, you know, well, like, we've got Walter White, he's got cancer. 
and he had to go <laughs> he fell into these sort of started his meth building but it has strong it's a sort of different one and it doesn't have you're almost taking an ordinary guy into yeah. crime yeah you just want to see another teacher in the, their game that's all that, that is. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been discussion on the legacy of gta um i'd like to say thank you to kevin Hi. and thank you to mark thanks guys for joining me tonight hope you've enjoyed our discussion um hope you get something from it and um we'll see you next time on laps gamer bye-bye thank you bye bye If you would like to contact the LGR team about getting involved in our community, sharing your own stories of being a lapsed gamer or recently returning to games, uh, perhaps appearing on the podcast or offering feedback on any aspect of our show, you can do so by sending an email or better still an mp3 to lapsedgamerradio at gmail.com. So that's lapsedgamerradio, all one word at gmail.com we're also on twitter at lapsed gamer if you'd like to follow and engage with uh, any of the team members there you can also find our page on facebook simply by searching for lapsed gamer radio and likewise you can join our public steam group uh, i believe you just search for lapsed gamer radio and then i'll filter the results to groups and you'll be able to find us there if you're listening to us you've obviously already found us but uh, for reference if helpful the main ways you can listen to our episodes are via our podbean rss feed which is lapsgamerradio.podbean.com and you can subscribe to Laps Gamer Radio on iTunes. Needless to say, any reviews you could leave for us are extremely appreciated and you know, enormously helpful for our little community to flourish. If there's any method you'd prefer for the podcast to be published on, let us know and we'll do our best to accommodate your request.